Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Man, every time you watch it or this morning you hear it, it's still as amazing as the first time. Everything you heard on Arizona Sports 98.7. You know, after the game, DeAndre Hopkins tweeted, Don't tell me it's impossible. Mission impossible, fellas, if you choose to accept it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. 34 <laughs> seconds to go. 75 yards. Murray, 14. Boom. Murray, completion for nine. Boom. Murray, completion for nine. Boom. Boom. Setting up. Murray at the Buffalo 43, throwing to Hopkins in triple coverage for one of the greatest catches, pitch catches you'll see in NFL history. We'll talk about who gets more credit here in a second. Boom. The Cardinals win. And oh, by the way, thanks to Seattle losing, as Key likes to say, going one in three in the second quarter of the NFL season. Arizona now tied atop the NFC West. They get a division-defining win. They get a defining moment for Kyler Murray. They get a defining moment for their biggest offseason acquisition. And fellas were off and running on a Monday morning. <laughs> How was your weekend, Zubin? Yeah, Pretty good. You know, you know what Keith wants to start the segment off with, Zubin? About How was the your weekend? weekend, man? Bro, this is the first Hail Mary in the NFL in five years. No, it's, if it's, there's ever a day we're going to lead with sports, <laughs> isn't was, it this day? What happened to Rutgers this weekend? <laughs> yeah, what happened to your squad this weekend? <laughs> Lost to Illinois. All right. Most high school yeah. teams could probably beat Illinois, but that's another <laughs> that's story for bad, another that's day. A, that's a bad loss. <laughs> that is a bad loss. By the way, SC, again, Ugh. with another great rally to win. Whatever, SC man. has thrown four touchdown passes in the final two minutes of both of their games combined. I don't care. They, they are 2-0. The way right. they look these last two games, they're not ready for the final four. Nobody more dramatic, though, than the Cardinals, right? As I try no, to veer it back no, towards the Cardinals, We're going to get to the Cardinals. There's no <laughs> right. question about and, it. And Tell Zubin, me your weekend Zubin, was better Zubin, than Zubin, Kyler Murray. Don't even worry about it. Evan already jumped in my ear and said, don't worry. You guys have Michigan coming up this weekend to get healthy on. <laughs> oh, that, that's, And that's coming from the control room. If, well if, done, if, Evan. If Michigan well even have a coach by the end. Uh, <laughs> well, I get into that. Paul Feinbaum, Jim Harbaugh's number one critical, join us later but, uh, this morning. All right, go for the weekend and tell me it was better than Kyler and DeAndre's, and I'll rest my case. Well, I, you know, here, here's what I would say about the play. It was phenomenal. Uh, it was phenomenal. But get somebody up on that dude in that dude's face, man. Kyle's and when face. you know on DeAndre Hopkins. There were three dudes you in his can't face. Allow, <laughs> you can't allow D. Hopkins to have free access like that. They supposed to know that. Help me out with Sean free McDor- access. It looks like there were three guys draped on. No, meaning at the line of scrimmage at the start of the play. They allowed him to run down the field basically all by himself uncontested. Whenever you give a dude free access, especially this dude, he going to bunny hop you. He's going to do exactly what he did to them. Climb the ladder and go take it off their head like he eating soup. Mm. That is just <laughs> what happens in that situation. You know, we talk about whether or not the Cardinals are for real and whatnot. Yeah, they're, they're a good football team. They've had three wins this year coming from behind in the fourth quarter with situations and plays like that with Kyler Murray having a football in his hands. He was able to get out of his get out of the way, square his shoulders and launch that ball 50 some yards in the air, but the great thing about it is he kept it in play. Typically, when you see these things it's either out of the back of the end zone or in front of the end zone at the 2-yard line or something like that. Instead, he gave his guy the opportunity to go get it 50, 60 yards in the air. And D-Hop climbed the ladder with three dudes draped around him. But as a defensive coordinator and a defensive back coach, the first thing you're supposed to do 
is those guys that said over there by themselves, you put somebody in front of them to reroute them and slow them down from getting that, that type of depth up on the defensive back, they did not do that. They didn't do it, Jay. Ugh. They let him just run down the field. You act like DeAndre Hopkins is chopped liver. Like, oh, we'll just leave, leave him over there by himself. We're not worried about him. Like, what are you doing? That's the one dude. There's two dudes that I'm jamming at the point of attack for the Arizona Cardinals. Larry Old Man Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting two dudes on him. Sitting on and, the dock of the sit, bay, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I'm <laughs> putting two dudes at the line of scrimmage to jam him, and I'm putting somebody over DeAndre Hopkins, somebody in the middle of DeAndre Hopkins, and somebody on the back end. And they didn't do any of that. Key, just to add to your point, so I'm watching the game last night, and I watched the catch, and I said, damn, what a catch. And, and then obviously, you know, I go back and I see the replay, and I see it must be the gloves because he had the Jordan gloves on, right? But then I went back and I started watching the play in slow-mo. I wish we could show the play again on TV. Jordan Poyer, 21, comes out of the opposite side. Watch this play. And knocks Tredavious White out of the play. He knocks him out of the play, hits him on the play. And then you got Mika Hyde who's on the back, and that's what ultimately allows him to make that catch, him to grab, because the lane was there, but Poyer knocked White out of the play. How are you supposed to defend that? All you do is snatch him and P.I. him. You snatch him down. They're not going to throw the flag in that mm. situation. So you grab DeAndre Hopkins, and you basically pull him to the ground when the ball is in the air right before it gets to him. You go ahead and you get the pass interference because they're not going to call, call it. it. They're just not. I just feel horrible because I just watched Josh Allen march all the way down the field, throw an incredible pass to Stephon Diggs, and you feel like the Buffalo Bills could be sitting here at 8-2 right now. <laughs> you, I, I know, and you know what argument I was on because I was a Dan Orlovsky got me on the Bills bandwagon. No, it's cool. I started I, riding with them, and I said going to the game. I thought this was going to be a staple game, and it works out that way. I got, I got like this, this uh, going feud with the, the guy out in, in Arizona, not a few. We, we have a little wager bet on how many games Arizona will win this year. I can't, um, uh, Arizona, ESPN Arizona, host of, of a show out there. And so we were going back and forth all year long about how many games Arizona's going to win. And so I had the sin <laughs> button ready. Wait. <laughs> on it. So on wait. <laughs> I swear to you, I watched the game, Z, and I got my hand on sin. I'm like, Damn. Mm-hmm. Oh well, let me Man. let me retake this real Man. quick because the sea of red is coming for me tomorrow. <laughs> On your weekly radio appearance there. So you got time to prep and figure out what you want to say. A little Mia culpa. DeAndre Hopkins, the hero, after the game, with an analogy using another sport that I know Jay would enjoy. You know, in basketball terminology, that's what they call this. You know, when somebody get dunked on. But it was on three people. Uh yeah. That was um, you know, they were they were in position. It was just a better catch by I. See, he tapped the top of his head a couple of times, and in basketball, that's what that's what means that's on your head. That means you got banged on. That means something happened. Key, Absolutely. I, don't know, I know you've had a lot of moments like this. I've had a couple where you just you up in the air, you end up doing something to somebody, and you just like, damn, that happened to you? And then you look up on the jumbotron and you see it over and over and over again in slow-mo. I know you've had those moments. Yeah, but I'm going to walk past him and whisper to him. You, see, you next yeah. level. That's right. Yeah, you walk past him and let him know. What would you, you say? If I was hop right there, I'd probably just smile at him. Just smile. That dude, and and I and, and look, we've talked about it. 
till we turn blue in the face why the Texans got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. If you don't pay that dude and make that dude the highest paid skill position player in the history of the National Football League and give Deshaun Watson his player that he needs to continue to develop his career, but you now traded this dude to the Arizona Cardinals, Bill O'Brien, for what, for who? Why? Why would you do that? And now you got to sit back at home and watch him do that. I know I know Deshaun was probably like, he saw the highlight. He probably was just like, damn, man. David Johnson. I had that. Well, not even, and Cooks it's and, not even David I know, Johnson's I, I know. issue. It's more of Bill O'Brien. You just moved that piece and gave it to Arizona. You basically gave it away because you didn't want to pay him. This is why dudes like that, when they ask for money, the Michael Thomases, the DeAndre Hopkins, the Devontae Adams, there's not even I don't there's no argument. And yes, I'm a receiver. There's no question about it. But a guy like that, you don't even when he comes to your office, Zubin, and he says, I want to talk about my contract, you say, When do you want to talk, sir? And what do you want to talk about? And how much do you want to be? That's that's what you do. You don't give the hen and the horn and oh, we don't have any money and I don't know. No, you pay that dude. Zubin, this is the perfect position for Keyshawn. This is the leverage position for every wide receiver in the game. And he's right. You're right. When a dude deserves it, man, you, you pay, pay him. pay him. You making catches like that, you pay that man. No doubt. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, so who's the one QB in the NFC you don't want to see in the playoffs? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Mr. Limited? Mr. Or unlimited. unlimited or oh, limited. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All self-explanatory. Or, what? What? Or. I just, got, I just asked the question now. Alone. I don't know. It could shift. It can come back to Mr. Unlimited. I don't know. We got to throw Kyler Murray into the mix now. Brady, Rogers, Wilson, Murray be a part of the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on the Big Dr. Ben. Pepper Twitter feed. NFC. NFC. Oh, NFC. Indeed. We'll talk about Big Ben and what he was able to do without practicing in just a moment. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official college football's back. So is your favorite Dr. Pepper loving college football town. Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice cold 20 ounce Dr. Pepper today. Again. Brady, Rogers, Wilson, Kyler, Murray, 888-SAY-ESPN, Key, J, and Z. On Twitter, one quarterback we notably kept off the list for the moment is Drew Brees. Mm. That's because he's banged up. On the way, Key still thinks the Saints are the team that he trusts the most in the NFC. But with that rib injury and an MRI to come, does Key still feel that way if it's Jameis or Taysom? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The words of Sean Payton talking about Drew Brees, who took a shot. Cantavia Street came straight in for what it's worth on the play in the second quarter. That really was the catalyst to knock Breeze out of the game. There was a roughing the passer play. should mention Breeze did end up finishing the half. 8 for 13, 76 yards. Didn't come out in the second half. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including the front office view of everything that happened in a wild Sunday in the NFL with Mike Tannenbaum, front office executive for two teams. He'll be with us at 640 this morning. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Key, you essentially heard what Sean Payton said there. Look, it's the first time in a long time where somebody like Drew Brees didn't feel he could go back into a game. MRI x-rays are on the way. We'll see the severity, uh, severity of it. In week 11, they have the Atlanta Falcons. What did you make of it, considering you think that this is the team to beat in the NFC, but if any team loses their quarterback, it is time to at least reassess the question. Well, look, here, here's what I would say. Uh, Drew Brees probably got a little dry rub ribs going on right now. Uh, he's got to get, you know. Not saucy, dry rub. Dry rub. Dry They're rub. not saucy. Because yeah. if they were saucy, they would be real tender and, and he'll be in trouble. I think he just got some, you know, uh, some rib issues. But with that being said, if 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 I am Sean Payton and I know that I've won games and I'm the, and I am the New Orleans Saints and I know I've won games with backup quarterbacks in the past like Teddy Bridgewater went five and zero oh a year ago with Drew Brees on the shelf I have all the confidence in Jameis Winston as my guy and I can still run my offense with no problems at all and I can still insert Taysom Hill in the lineup and still do some of the same things I've always done with Drew Brees out. All we're asking our backup to do, a backup job is to hold things together for a few games until the starter gets back. That's the way that I see things going. And when you look at who they have next week, they got the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Atlanta's been playing better of late, but I think, I think when, you, when you assess everything, I think they're still the team to beat in the NFC because Drew Brees will be coming back at some point in time. The only thing they need is for Jameis to kind of just hold things together, much like Teddy Bridgewater did a year ago. You see, Keith, th- this, is, this is the drama I love. This is what I need. Because I've been hearing you say if there's one coach in which Jameis Winston can thrive underneath, it would be the offensive play calling of Sean Payton, right? Mm-hmm. So here we are, and this is a great opportun- 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 I can't even say opportunity. Opportunistic. Oh, op- opportunistic. Okay. I got it. I finally got out. Right. It's the start of the weekend. I'm working slow. I'm working into it. For him, considering Atlanta – Denver and then Atlanta again is what their schedule says. Yeah. Right? So if there's breathing time for Jameis Winston to get in there, get reps, Taysom Hill, even though he didn't throw the ball, had some at snaps the other day, like I feel like they're gonna be okay. They they'll be they'll be fine in terms of what they want to do. Doesn't change anything Sean wants to do. When you look at Jameis Winston, a lot of people are gonna point Zubin to the 30 interceptions, uh 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, five thousand yards. He threw 30 picks. He threw 30 picks. Realistically, he really did not throw 30 picks if you really break down the film. Some of the some of the interceptions was causing off of the hands of the receivers or wrong routes by the receivers. So I always discount 30 interceptions. I think Sean Payton won't put him in a position to drop back and throw the ball 40 times a game unless all of a sudden it's a blowout and they got to play catch up. But if it's just a normal game plan 
moving in that direction, ain't no way in the hell Sean's going to allow Jameis to drop back and throw the ball 40 times a game. Is it more so what we've seen maybe of Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield, the way he's been utilized the last two games, just keep the game run heavy on the ground and no, short it's passes, just, it's just sort? It's just different. It's more West Coast offense where you're going to run some sticks, five yard out, some hitches, some – Sprint some sprint stuff to get him out on the perimeter. Just short, intermediate things that will will allow him to kind of, you know, get get an understanding of the flow of the game, mm-hmm. opposed to just having him drop back and and just wing it all over the lot. That's not what they do. Even with Drew Brees, that's not what they do. They kind of, you know, methodically move the ball down the field and then punch it in. They don't look for huge chunks like the the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks look for. Huge chunks last year with Jameis Winston. That's just the way Bruce Arians' offense is. I want to get to one thing about Bruce Arians specifically with the Bucks. Did he Once say again, something about Tom Brady again? Uh, no, no. This, oh, everybody's on the same no, page. Maybe, yeah, okay. After yesterday, the double up. So once again, Winston, 6 for 10, 63 yards. To your point, they're not going to throw it around the yard much. But to your point about Winston, Jimmy Ward had an interception that he clearly dropped. So Jameis B and Jameis there with the near interception yesterday. Answer me this. Seven days ago, essentially, the Bucks go from scoring three points and having an NFL all-time low five carries on the ground. Seven days later, 31st downs, 544 yards, and they didn't punt once in the game, and your boy, Ronald Jones from USC, had one of the greatest rushes in NFL history, fourth guy ever, to go 98 yards on a rush. How in seven days do you go from absolutely flat, I get it's the opponent, absolutely flat to absolutely dynamic? Well, you just go back to the game plan, you look at the opponent, and you see what the good things that you do and the bad things you throw out. And that's what they did. They actually ran the ball. Running the ball helps you every now and then in this league. So you're but, saying five times the other night against the Saints didn't work. Doesn't, but. doesn't help you at all. When, when Ronald went the distance, though, when he got about to the 20, I knew. I'm like, this dude ain't catching him. He got about to the 20-yard line. I saw, yeah, he gone. He, they not going to catch up to him. Because it looked so close on television Right, it looked like the guy was gonna catch him, but in real life, that thing is really far, man. That that three yards, that three yards is like ten yards. You know, it's like, oh, he gonna catch him, he gonna catch him. Like, man, you have no idea how long that field is until you actually got to run from one end to the next. And again, we're watching it on television. You can watch it on your phone if you just want to hear about it. If you're a Bucks fan, I'm sure you did. Ninety-eight yard carry, one of the longest in the history of the NFL, spurring them to a 46-23 yeah, win. Yeah, Brady's great. And the Bucks are back on track. And Bruce Arians all smiles after the game. Straight talk wireless, no contract, <laughs> no compromise. We'll check back next week. Yes, though. we will. Still to come, two of the biggest offseason acquisitions paid off in the span of just one minute. We'll get into that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 
unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. One of the greatest wins in recent NFL memory, how dramatic it was, and most important, individually for Murray and, of course, Hopkins, it was great. Collectively for the Cardinals, it was huge. It gets them to 6-3, and three, tied with Seattle atop the NFC West. And, of course, they have the hand-to-hand win in Seattle on that great Sunday night game, another great Murray late game drive to win in overtime. Let's talk about it with Mike Tannenbaum, the former NFL general manager. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line brought to you by Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Mike, good morning. Whether you're a uh, guy that just makes trades in fantasy football or a guy that did it for a living like you, every single football fan that comes on this morning, we got to ask your reaction to the ending of that crazy game in the desert yesterday. Unbelievable. I mean, two plays within 36 seconds and Zubin, I like that you brought in the trade aspect of this because both those teams, Buffalo and Arizona, made great trades, one with Minnesota, one with Houston, and one play was better than the next. And what Hopkins did was incredible. Triple team, and Tredavious White was one of those three corners down there who may be one of the best corners in the NFL. So Arizona's future is bright, and what an incredible trade. And give them credit for this. When you go back to last year's draft, that wide receiver group was loaded. Justin Jefferson, Ruggs. Uh, Judy, on and on and on, and they still traded for Hopkins, and that could set them up for years to come. So give Arizona and Buffalo a lot of credit for those trades. You know, Mike, every now and then, sometimes general managers make make stupid decisions in trading wide receivers. But, you know, we'll move on from that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We'll, we'll, we'll move oh on from that. Oh, my goodness. How, and let me ask you this, Mike. How, how could, come on, Mike. You got to respond to that. Don't let Keith just insert a question right after that. Every now and then. I didn't say any names. I just said every now and then. Do I get, do I get a Monday morning mulligan? I mean, how does that work? No, you get, you get one. But, look, hey, let me ask you this. How concerned are you with the Saints in a quarterback situation with Drew Brees in the ribs and Jameis Winston kind of sitting there waiting for that opportunity. Well, I'll tell you what, this is, we talked about this in the offseason. This is an investment for Jameis Winston. He's only 26 years old. This is not the Tampa Bay offense that he had for a number of years. All he has to do, guys, is play point guard. Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, just get the ball out of your hands and distribute it to a lot of good playmakers. And if we go back to that contract he signed, everyone criticized him. He left too much money on the table. He, he could be third string behind Taysom Hill. I think it's an investment. If he plays well, again, only 26 years old, and think about all these teams that will need quarterbacks in the future, this is an unbelievable opportunity for Jameis Winston. I think what else is really interesting, like sometimes coaches say one thing and do another. We've always heard that Sean Payton really believes in Taysom Hill. I think he actually believes in Jameis Winston because Winston was the guy that went in for Bree. So I think this is going to be fascinating to watch. 
And to me, I think the Saints have a real chance with Winston because he's talented, and this team has so many weapons that I think this is going to suit what Winston does well. Mike, I got to put you on the spot. Tell me right now, who are the two best teams in the NFC? Boy, that's a great question. It's Green Bay, and then a big question mark, Jay Will. You know, in a one-game series, if we were here eight days ago, I would have said Tampa for sure. But I think after what New Orleans did to them, we have to eliminate them. It's a great question. The second best team, they all have question marks. I guess we have to go with the Saints, assuming that Breeze will be there in the end. But again, you know, as Key already referenced when we were together, Coach Parcells, he used to have a great line when Bill Parcells, the GM and the head coach, used to say to players, hey, I don't want to find out that you retired and announced it three years later. This is a contract to play. This is not a retirement policy. And when I watch Drew Brees play, like, I'm sorry that he got hurt, and that's not great. But when you get older and you're thinking about retirement, this is the wrong sport for you. And it's going to be interesting to see, does he miss a week? Does he miss three weeks? And again, they're in a good situation with Jameis Winston, but I don't think they're in the top two without Drew Brees. Hey, Mike, I got to ask you this because I know the Packers are 7-2, and two, and I, I know Key always says you have to win the games that are in front of you. That's all you can do. But their wins are against the Vikings, even though they're playing better now, Lions. They did beat the Saints. The Falcons are, were depleted. They were playing horrible. The Texans, horrible. The 49ers depleted. And then the Jags. Yeah, Jay, well, it's a great point. And let's go back to yesterday. James Robinson, over 100 yards. And coming into the game with Jake Luton being the quarterback, Mike Penn, the Packer defense coordinator, knows we got to stop Robinson. And he still ran for over 100 yards. So even though they may be the best team in a one-game series, they still have flaws as you said, it showed up against Minnesota specifically this year in the championship game against the 49ers a year ago, and they haven't fixed that problem. And we all know the worst thing is when you have a weakness and you can't fix it, your opponent's going to exploit it. Mike Tannenbaum joining us here. Uh, all guests joins us on the Shell Pinzall Performance Line. Uh, when you look at the Giants, and these guys laughed at me for saying this, Mike, I had the Giants kind of back in it and challenging Philadelphia for the division. They won that game yesterday. Where do you see this division headed? Yeah, it's really interesting, Key. You know, the headline coming out of the early games yesterday was coming into yesterday, the Giants were 26 in the NFL in opponent's third down conversion. Yesterday, Philadelphia did not convert one third down. To me, that's a great sign of coaching and Joe Judge fixing a problem. We just talked about the Packers and their run defense not getting better. Look at the Giants. Their third down defense, much better. So they're in the thick of this thing, and I give them as good a chance as anybody because they're improving. And if Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over, they really have a chance. And remember, they're doing this without their best player, Saquon Barkley. Mike, do you think that the Patriots, after that crazy win last night in a a rain storm, do you think the Patriots have now sent another message to the AFC East that they're not going away? Yeah, Key, I've said that for a number of weeks. Let's go back and look. Seattle, they lost by one yard, literally one yard. Cam Newton, fourth and goal. Against Buffalo, they're in field goal range. They're at the 12-yard line. They're either going to tie it or win it in Buffalo. So they've already beaten Miami. We know Miami's going to be there till the end. And this thing is far from over. Now, look, Buffalo still is the best team. They had a crazy loss, as we've already talked about. But I think what New England's done is they found an identity, and it's Damian Harris, a very talented running back from Alabama. It gives them a pathway to win games consistently. And this thing is far from over. And we also have to remember, guys, this year, 17 makes the playoffs. 
And every AFC coach, whether or not they'll admit it or not, what they're going to say inside their building is the one team and coach they don't want to see in a one-game series is Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Mike, what do you feel about Lamar right now? Should we be concerned about not only his play on the field but his thought process? Because after post-games, he's kind of been saying some stuff, whether it's they're calling out the defense. I mean, they're calling out our offensive plays or – you know, the rain affected the way we played yesterday. I mean, what are we thinking now with him? Yeah, I think he's just a young man that's still growing up. He's the league MVP. All eyes were going to be on him. We, we knew that. This was going to be an important year in his career. And he's a great kid. Football is really important to him. I think he's going to continue to get better and better. And I think like what we saw last night, he's going to see a lot more zone coverage. And the reason for that is, the opposing team's defensive quarter wants 11 sets of eyes on Lamar Jackson because if you play man-to-man and you're on defense and you turn your back to him, he could be gone. And I think that's going to be a big growing pain. I think we're seeing some frustration. But Baltimore's in there. they got a great defense. You know, this is a team that's really hard to defend offensively. And he's young, and he'll continue to get better. But I would not count, count them out by any stretch. Yeah, Mike, every now and then. You might want to hold on to your wide receivers, you know. <laughs> got him on the way in, getting him on the way out. <laughs> Mike, you got to come in here hot, man. He's coming in hot today on this Monday yeah, to start off saying, the week, man. Every now and then, those receivers are worth that money. I don't know. Two number one picks are pretty valuable as well, though. <laughs> A zinger on the way back. We should mention Baltimore kind of still finding that offensive identity, trying to figure out who they are. Next up for them, a team that's in the very same boat, still trying to figure out who they are and what their offensive identity is after hitting a rough patch of their own. And that's the Tennessee Titans, two teams that need to turn it around pretty quick. That's our Mike Tannenbaum with us every Monday morning to break down Sunday in the NFL. Mike, thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks, Mike. We All, are- right, All right, thanks, guys. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So he kind of broke down what's going on with Lamar. He's just a young guy still finding his way. Cam Newton, not exactly a young guy finding his way. He's 31. He's been in the league. First overall pick since 2011. A couple of amazing notes. And I know the big winner last night was Mother Nature with all the weather in that game. There's a couple games really affected by weather. We'll get into the Browns and their game coming up at the top of the hour. Big time weather issues there. Big time stat here for Newton. I think I'd like to get your thought on this as a wide receiver. Last night, Cam Newton threw a touchdown pass. Ready for this? Yay! For the first time since week three. (laughs) That was his Mm. first touchdown pass since week number three. I understand he's been out. There's been some issues. But for his time out there, it had been 19 quarters. 19 quarters since he had thrown a touchdown pass. Again, his stats weren't great. But after the game, he was, again, sort of relieved. Just like the way he was on Monday Night Football. Same sort of attitude on Sunday Night Football. Whew. Got this one, and we're moving on. Well, that, that, that is, you know, you look at the statistical side of things, and people judge based on statistics. And I always say this. See it with your damn eyes, man, and not with the numbers in your computer. Understand what type of player he is. Don't get caught up in the numbers. And I think when you look at Cam, he has them in a position where they're going to be right in it in the division because Miami's right there. They got to play them again. Buffalo's right there. They have to play them again. And those, those two teams got to play each other. So New England is not going away. And he continues to just get better as a football player all the way around. Not, not this <clears throat> passer that everybody wants him to be. He's, that's not who he is. He's a football player and a dominant football player when he's healthy. But everybody, it's this 
and me and Jay was talking about it. It's just this notion in people's minds that they want you to be something other than what you are. Like they want him to be Tom Brady or they want him to be Joe Montana. That's not who he is. He's a guy who wins with his legs and here and there makes a few throws and wins with his arm. That's it. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Drew Brees. Except the type of player that he is as long as you're getting the W's. And also, Keith, I learned a valuable lesson this weekend because when you look at the matchups on paper, obviously some issues both teams offensively. We've talked about this multiple times, Lamar throwing outside the numbers, Cam obviously as well. But on paper, looking at what the Ravens' defense is supposed to be, I walked away saying, All right, I think the Ravens get this game. I think they punish Cam. I just, I'm not going to count out Bill Belichick ever again, damn it. Like, I am over, I overlooking. Try, I, I know keep, you keep trying to tell me, tell you, and I want to find a way to go don't against the grain. Don't listening to the people that hate Belichick. But it's crazy just watching them run the ball, even with the stacked box. Damian Harris, 22 carries, man, 121 yards. Ran the it's, ball down it, their throat. Even the trickery play with Kobe Myers, right? He just finds these ways to keep you on your toes, man. It's it's great coaching. It's I'm overmatched. We don't necessarily have the same type of personnel as the opponent, but I'm going to figure a way out to win. And I'm going I'm to figure out how to, at the last minute, them not realizing that Jacoby Myers was a kid that was out of high school in Georgia on a scholarship to NC State as a quarterback, but Baltimore scouting should have said that. Mm. They should have said that based on – who Jacoby Myers is, where his history's at, that there's a possibility that he could throw a football at any given moment in the game. Now, I don't know if their scouting report said that or not, but if it didn't, that's an indictment on the advanced scouting to not know that this is an ex-quarterback. How many times have you seen Jacoby run a reverse this year? Once, maybe? That's setting it up for games down the line, and they pulled it right out on Baltimore, I was like, oh, as soon as he, as soon as he did it, because I could obviously see it early watching, mm-hmm. you know, just I could see the flow. I'm like, oh, he's getting ready to pull up and throw that. Mm-hmm. And he stood in there, and it was a strike because the, the, the back out of the backfield wasn't clearly wide open, but he was open enough where he gave him a chance, and he ran underneath it, threw a perfect touchdown. The rest was history. No different than teams used to be scouting Julian Edelman as a guy that was a college mm-hmm. quarterback and obviously... You gotta he, know that. Right. Doesn't gotta come up it. often, but it's possible because he had that background in the MAC. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. From Sunday night football conversation to the big story on Monday night football right after A to Z. <clears throat> It'd be nice to keep your receivers. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> and from A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand from the producers of Get Out and Us. Don't miss Antebellum starring Janelle Monet. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Dustin Johnson wins the 2020 Masters, capturing his second major. He won the 2016 U.S. Open. His five-shot win, the largest since Tiger 
won by a dozen strokes in that legendary win in 1997. And it only seemed apropos that, of course, Tiger being the defending champion, slipped the green jacket on to DJ. Here's an emotional Dustin Johnson on what this moment means. As a kid, you know, dream of playing in the Masters and, you know, dream about putting on a green jacket. I still kind of think it's a dream, but hopefully, hopefully it's not. I've had the lead a couple times and haven't been able to finish it off. And so it is very nice to have a lead and then play well on Sunday and, and get the win. Yeah, I couldn't be couldn't be more happy and think I look pretty good in green too. <laughs> I bet he does. They always look good in green. Forever a Masters champion. He was born 75 miles away from Augusta in Columbia, South Carolina. Jay, what was your reaction to DJ's win? It, it was dominant. Just the way he struck the ball. He was in fierce command and he never let up. He, he just ran away with it. And now I'm sitting here wondering, number one player in the world, the next Masters is five months from now. Has to be the presumptive favorite going into that. Zubin, the golf nerd that I am, do yes. they measure them, everybody, for their jackets prior to? They do it afterwards. They oh. do it afterwards. And for years and years, uh, there's just inside Butler Cabin, which is the venerable place where they hold all the ceremonies. Not so much this year. They had to do it outside on a green yesterday if okay. you watch the championship celebration. Uh, Butler Cabin is on the stately grounds of Augusta, and in normal years, pre-pandemic years, that's where they have the ceremony. Everybody okay. sits inside, so it's Jim Nance, uh, the broadcaster for CBS, of course, most people know. Then it's the champion, which in this case would be Dustin Johnson. Then it would be last year's champion, which would be Tiger Woods, and the tradition is last year's champion takes the jacket, puts it on him, Afterward, it'll be tailored specific. And also, a great thing, also joining them in Butler Cabin, you didn't see it yesterday, the low amateur. So every year, they have amateur championships around the world. The guy that finishes with the best score gets to join the winner and last year's winner and get his spot on national television. So it's a great moment for young guys on the way up and somebody like Dustin Johnson. Where do you keep all this information stored? (laughs) Well, that's why (laughs) I I asked Ruben and not you. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't ask me either. And it is a great story how the green jacket came to be. We actually did a great feature story on ESPN a couple years ago during the Masters coverage. It's a great tradition. (laughs) Hello, money. (laughs) Give me my money. And let's see if the Bears moving offensive coordinator duties will be money on the field tonight. Normally it's Matt Nagy, their head coach. He's been offensively inclined. That's essentially why the Bears hired him away from Kansas City where he was working under Andy Reid. But with the Bears struggling, they're handing over play-calling duties to Bill Lazor, he's been in the NFL for a while. I'll get into his bio in just a second to see what you can expect on Monday Night Football when the Bears, the new-look Bears, take on the Vikings. Here's Matt Nagy essentially saying, I didn't really want to do this, but I've been around long enough to know I kind of had to do this. I've been around, obviously, one of the greatest head coaches in the history of this game in Coach Reed and one of the best play callers in the history of this game in Coach Reed. And for me, in that time where he was able to show the trust in me at that point, to give it to me to, to run the offense and call the plays, it was a little bit of a change-up. And sometimes when you're in this position that we're in right now, you want to make sure that you're looking for solutions. And, you know, you can always talk about execution. You can always talk about teaching. You can always talk about all facets of the game. But this year with me going through that and seeing what can come from it, I just think it's it's the right thing to do. And, and you know, we'll see where it goes. Laser's been a longtime NFL assistant key, the Eagles, the Bengals, the Dolphins. He was actually the OC for the Dolphins for a couple of years. Falcons, Washington football team, Seattle in more subordinate positions. So he's been around the block. Tell me what this means. It, it just means that the pressure's on. And whenever you see a coach, a head coach, or a play caller give up play calling duties this late in the season, that tells you the pressure's on. 
in the conversations have been had that they've got to figure out another way to generate points because clearly the Matt Nagy calling the plays was not working. And if he continued to call the plays and it continued to went that go the way that it's been going, there's a large chance of the possibility he may not be retained after the season. So he's trying to fix it before they get to that point, which is smart on his part. I mean, look, man, when you go to this, and when you go to this, this is the last stop, right? This is like, this is the last stop. We got to turn it around because if we don't, chances are I'm going to have for sale sign some point in January in front of my house. I mean, line. that's the reality of it. I was going to ask you, like, what they have to make the, the playoffs and your expectation for Matt Nagy not to lose his job? I would I would think so. But I'm, but I'm not the, the owner of the team. But I would say that for – the general manager and Matt Nagy to be back with me in 2021, they've got to get to the playoffs, especially we started off 3-0 and exactly. with, with a quarterback that we drafted several years ago at the, with the second pick in the first round. We went away from him. We listened to you by going out and getting Nick Foles, and now we missed the playoffs. I can't bring you back. I guess that's, that's my overall question. I know we have to be quick here, but even if he does give up offensive play calling to somebody else, even if they start doing well, that's still a huge indictment. I know that's a huge, a huge indictment on him, though. Just yeah. with the way the quarterback stuff, the shenanigans went down in the first place. Got, got to make the playoffs. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Especially after the way the season began, and a lot of people said this was a fake team. Turns out they may have been right. On the way, hey, I said the it. Browns get a huge win for Baker, but a huge L for gamblers. Wait till you hear this. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.